Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Noam Rauscher, and I'm a rabbi in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today we continue our discussion on Masecha Yevamot, page 17. This page follows the previous conversation from page 16 about people of kosher genealogical origin. This time, our rabbis discuss that even though the marriage between a Jew and an idolatrous tribe member might stand, it leaves the identity of their children in question. If the child is born only to a Jewish mother, the child is Jewish. If the child is born to only a Jewish father, the child is not. This is one of the earlier references the Jewish tradition has towards the concept of matrilineal descent, identity being passed down through the mother. This chapter also concludes with a list of how far back certain genealogical disqualifications like Mamzeru go. In doing so, this conversation also concludes the first chapter of Masechet Yevamot. When we conclude a chapter of Gemara study, we say, Hadran Allah, and in this case, Hadran Allah Chameshes Nashim. If you recall, the beginning of the chapter in Masechet starts with an exploration of 15 women who are exempt from the process of Yibum. So we say, since learning is always a process of searching for truth, that we will, eventually, Hadran Allah, return to you this first chapter dealing with 15 women to probe for further answers. Page 17a also includes a new Mishnah and thus also starts a new discussion for our Gemara. The following chapter continues the discussion concerning women exempt from Yibum because of erva or other factors, and then digresses to related subjects. One of the major topics introduced in this chapter is the dispute whether yesh zika, there is a zika bond between the Yavam and the Yavamah, or Ein Zika, there is no Zika bond between the Yavam and the Yavama, and we'll get to what that looks like more specifically soon. Our Mishnah goes like this. How does one exempt their co-wife from Chalitza when her Yavam, her brother-in-law intended to marry, is a non-contemporary of her former husband? The example is such. There are initially two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven dies childless, and afterwards another brother is born to Shimon, Levi, who is the non-contemporary of Ruvain. Shimon is now accepted Ruvain's wife as his Yavama, but then he too dies childless. We must also know that Shimon had a wife from his own marriage. Both women, Ruvain's widow and Shimon's widow, now technically fall to Levi for Yibum. The Mishnah teaches that both women eventually are exempt from Yibum and Chalitza because Ruvain was of another generation. Levi is too young to be the husband of Ruvain's widow, and Shimon's wife is also not permitted to Levi because she is, con- she is the co-wife, and as we discussed prior, co-wives are exempt from Yibum. The Mishnah concludes with one last part. Levi technically could perform something called ma'amar, or betrothal with one of those wives, which means that he is technically married to her. 
The idea of a non-contemporary or sibling born of later generations leads the Gemara to a discussion on the idea of brotherhood and its specific definition. After listing a few examples, brotherhood eventually comes to be defined as sibling sharing of one inheritance that is later complemented by the standard that both must share the same mother and father to be considered brothers. Our Gemara raises a new idea. If a wife dies before she has children, her surviving husband may now take his dead mother, his dead wife's mother in marriage. This raises the issue of Zika. The attachment of Yivama to the Yavam from who she awaits Yibum or Chalitza is called Zika. A Yivama in this state is, is often called a Zikuka. When a mother's husband dies childless, when a woman, excuse me, when a woman's husband dies childless, she is automatically bound to the Yavam to some extent. He may take her in Yibum even without her consent, and she may not marry a man from the general population while awaiting Yibum or Chalitza. This also raises a question. Does a Yavam have a Zika bond in the case listed in our Mishnah? Or in others? The Gemara continues throughout the end of the page, debating on whether or not there is a Zika bond based on who would be married, mother or sister, to replace a wife, or if there is more than one remaining brother to marry. And I hope to explore that more further with you in the future. Shalom. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.